Happy Valentine's Day. You're listening to The River Walk, the preaching ministry of Beth River Baptist Church in Winsboro, Louisiana. Today we are going to finish our Love on Display series, and we're going to talk about loving the Lord our God with all our hearts, soul, and mind, abiding in Jesus. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Good. Turn your Bibles this morning, please, to John chapter 15, the Gospel of John chapter 15. We're going to wrap this series up on love, and we have been preaching about what the Bible says about love, because like I've said over and over again, I don't believe there's a better way in the whole wide world to share the gospel of Jesus Christ than by showing and doing love with others. And in the last month, if you want to go back and listen to the podcast, you can. I wish you would, because we've looked into great detail about who, what, and how we're supposed to love. We talked about loving ourselves, about loving our bodies. We talked about when Jesus said to love the least of these, what he meant. We talked about the widow, the orphan, the Samaritans. We talked about loving the future generation. And last week, we talked about loving our own families, loving our our husbands, our wives, our children, and our church family even. Today, we're going to talk about the great commandment, the greatest commandment that Jesus said, which we've already read it once. It's in Deuteronomy 6, 5, and that says, You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, And with all your strength. That is a tough commandment to follow. And I knew whenever I planned all this out, this is where I wanted to end the day. But it's kind of a hard question. How how can I keep a commandment such as this? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These love commandments that we went through, I I don't believe that, that one is more important than any other. We're supposed to follow them all. But I do believe, I do believe that if you follow this one, if everybody here could just grab onto this truth and follow Deuteronomy 6, 5, if we could love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, well, then everything else just falls in place. When you love the Lord God like this, well, loving yourself, Loving the least of these, loving the future generation, loving your husband, your wife, your family, your daughters, your sons, your church family. Loving like that, everything else just falls in place. So is there a recipe for doing this? Is there a model for doing this, for loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind that way? And after much prayer, I think the the best model I can find is what Jesus said in John chapter 15. In John chapter 15, and and let's begin reading this morning in verse 8. This is what Jesus said, By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I've loved you. Greater love has no 
no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain and that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you that you love one another. What a great passage to read this Valentine's Day. You see Jesus talking over and over about love, about loving one another, about how the Father loved him, the same amount of love the Father bestowed on Jesus, how he loves us. So I want to go by this kind of verse by verse this morning. And what we're talking about is how to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength. And I really think there's a good point here that Jesus says, by this, by this, my Father is glorified. My Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you'll be my disciples, it says. A newer translation, I think it, it translates a little bit better personally. It says, so you'll prove to be my disciples. You want to glorify God? You want to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and strength? And prove to be His disciple. Prove to be His followers and bear fruit. How do we bear fruit? Just look up a couple of verses in verse 4 and you find the answer right there. And Just like it's on the screen. Abide in me. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I want to talk today about abiding in Jesus. Church, you're not loving God. You're not being a disciple. And you're certainly not going to be bearing fruit if you're not abiding in in Jesus. How do we abide in Jesus? I want to share with you this, this word abide. It's a beautiful word. It's, it's the Greek word meno. And that word meno, it means to, to remain. It means to stay. It means to live. It means this is where I reside. When Jesus says abide in me, he means you literally stay with me. You're with me. We're one. We're together. You live with me every single day, everywhere you go. Look at verse 9 and 10. As the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Jesus laid out the model for us. Jesus lived sin-free, abiding in Jesus in God's love, following every commandment. To abide with Jesus, to remain with Him, to stay with Him, that means every step you take, every place you go, we're with Him and in His love. It really, when you go back and you think about what we talked about last week, what did Paul say in Ephesians? That the two will become one flesh. This is what it looks like to abide in Jesus. It means that we're literally His hands and His feet. 
It means that you love Jesus because He's part of you and you're part of Him. And you hate, hate, hate the sin that killed Him. It means that you point others to Jesus. You can't abide in Jesus and not point others to Him. It's just as natural as the sun shining. It means that you love His children and you love His church. It means that you keep His commandments and we're not selective about how we follow them. It means that you model a sacrificial love that Jesus showed on the cross for me and you and everyone you see every single day. That's what love is. Abiding in Jesus, being part of Jesus means you follow the pattern of his life. And that means that you're going to make time to pray and you're going to make time to worship and you're going to make time to read abiding in Jesus. Why don't we do this? What's the problem here? What? Because I mean, I think you would agree with me. We don't see too many people that seem to be abiding in Jesus, even the ones that call themselves Christians. I think Jesus kind of hit on the problem in Matthew 6, 21, where he said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your treasure? Wherever your treasure is, that's where you're abiding. What's your mind on this morning? There's a lot going on today. But church, I want to tell you, your mind shouldn't be on Valentine's Day tomorrow. It shouldn't be on the fried fish after church. It shouldn't be on Joe Burrow and the Super Bowl tonight. Our mind should be on the Lord. If that's where your treasure is, that's where your heart is, and that's where you're abiding. That's how we love the Lord, with all our heart. Church, everything changes when we get our treasure right. If you could get your treasure right, Everything changes. If we could start abiding with Jesus, everything changes. When you abide with Jesus, no longer is church a chore, but a privilege. I get to go meet with other people who are abiding with the same Jesus I am. What a privilege. What a wonderful thing it is to wake up on the Lord's day and go to the Lord's house and sing praises to the Lord and talk about how much the Lord loves me. It's not a chore anymore when I'm abiding in Jesus. When I'm abiding in Jesus, no longer do I care about who is leading worship, who is preaching. No longer do I really even care about the songs we sing. I care about the one I am singing to and the one that is talking to me through the preacher. We have come to be in His presence to abide with Him. No longer is having a prayer time or a Bible time just a normal routine activity to check a box off. No, abiding with Jesus is a special time when I get to talk and to read and to hear from God Himself. Church, why is church hard? Why is reading the Bible hard? Why is loving my neighbor hard? Why is church unity hard? Why do stumbling blocks happen? Why is following Christ hard? Why is sharing my faith hard? Why am I not bearing fruit? Church, I, I just want to tell you the answer today, I believe, most likely, is that we're not abiding in Christ. Are you abiding in Christ? Are you proving to be His disciple? If not, why not? 
in this little passage I read is one of the most beautiful promises in the whole Bible, I think. It's in verse 11. Why did Jesus say this? What's one of the reasons He came? The world would have you believe, well, you you give your life to Christ and you got to give up your old life and this new life you're going to have, it's going to be boring, it's going to be dull, it's going to be loveless, it's going to be funless, you're going to have to sacrifice so much, it's not worth it. But that couldn't be farther from the truth because look at what Jesus said in verse 11. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Jesus does not want you to be joyless. Abiding in Jesus brings joy. When I abide in Jesus, when I reside in Jesus, I have joy. I have peace. Praise the Lord. When I abide in Jesus, I'm no longer worried about the president. I'm no longer worried about the economy. I'm not that worried about COVID. I'm not worried about who wins tonight. I'm not even that worried about my reputation. Because if I'm abiding in Jesus, if I have Jesus, I have everything. Jesus brings joy. Oh, church, I just pray, pray that today that you know that joy. Jesus should be the recipient of your love this Valentine's Day and every day. If you have Jesus, you have joy. Let's talk about joy. Let's talk about love. Why does it bring such joy? Abiding in Jesus, abiding in that love brings a joy that I cannot even explain to you because it's outside of this world. Look in verse 13. This is what Jesus said. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Church, the joy is so great because the love is so great. No one, absolutely no one loves you like Jesus loves you. He can't love you anymore. There's no greater love than He bestowed out on us. Romans 5.8. Apostle Paul wrote it so perfect. He said, But God demonstrated His own love toward us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus didn't go to lay down His life for you because you deserved it. He didn't lay down His life for you because you were a good person. That's the gospel, the love of Christ. He wasn't dragged to the cross. He wasn't made to go to the cross. He didn't die because we were good people. He died because He loved you enough to rescue you from the penalty of your sin. He went willingly to that cross. How special is that? What a love. But look, if that's not special enough, Look in verse 16. Look at what he told his disciples. Look, I love you so much. And he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Jesus said, hey, I could have chosen anybody in the world, but I chose you guys. I chose you guys to do my work. I chose you guys to abide in me. I chose you to be my hands and my feet. I chose you to bear fruit. What a wonderful privilege it is. 
Now you could say, well, Brother Kevin, that's just the 12 disciples. That's not me. But I encourage you to go read Ephesians 1.4, where it says, Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Man, what a love that God would look down and choose Kevin Goodman before the foundation of the world. To say, man, I love him so much. I'm sending my son to die for him. Kevin can't get what he needs on his own. Kevin's an imperfect human being. Kevin's a sinner. Kevin on his own is condemned to hell. But because I love Kevin so much, I'm going to send this man named Jesus. And Jesus is going to do what Kevin can. And all Kevin's got to do is just accept it. In church, I wonder sometimes, I just, I really wonder, do we really realize how much He loves us? Do we really grasp the love that the Father has for us? Because if we did, if we really grasp this kind of love, there would be no question about where we're at on a Sunday morning. If we really grasped this kind of love, there would, they would be no question about where our treasure lied. Carissa has, has a few friends that have had has new little babies. And I love seeing a new mom and I love seeing a new dad. And you know what? When they have that new baby, it's almost annoying. All they want to talk about is that perfect, beautiful little baby. And the baby could be ugly and it's still beautiful to the parents. The thing is that the parents are in love and everybody knows it. There is no question about where the parents treasure lied. Well, that should be the same with us. When the people look at us, they should look at us whether they're Christians or not. They should look at us and see a people that truly believe, truly believe how much the Father loves us. Do you know what I... I want to tell you that God loves us so much. The love the Father has for us is so great and so strong that, that quite frankly, it's a little bit scary. He loves us so much that, that He gives us an opportunity to abide with Him, to live with Him, to walk with Him. Man, you know what? You've got to love a, a woman a whole lot to share your life with them, to, to share your house with them. And Jesus loves you that much to let you share your life with Him. He loves us so much that He's provided a path to heaven for us. He's, he's provided a place for us where there'll be no COVID, there'll be no sickness, there'll be no pain. But here's the scary part. He loves us so much that He's going to honor whatever choice you make. It's an odd verse to end on. But look up in verse 6. And this is what Jesus said. We read verse 4 and 5. Abide in me. You'll bear fruit. Abide in me. And you'll, you'll have my love. Abide in me. And things will be great. I'm giving you this invitation. And verse 6. He says, if anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Jesus is just saying that, hey, either you abide in me or you don't. He loves you so much. 
that he's going to honor your choices. God loves humanity so much that he gives everybody a chance. I believe with all my heart, he gives everybody a chance. Even those who have not heard the gospel, I believe the Lord provides a way. But he is not going to make you spend an eternity with someone you don't want to abide with here. He's not going to do it. Take a young man that, that, that loves this loves a fiance so much and he wants to live with her. He wants to share his life with her. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it is the bride's choice. The bride can say, no, I don't want that. And the groom can't. The groom's not going to do that. This Valentine's Day, I want you to know the love of Jesus. I want you to understand that God's going to honor your choices. I want you to have that joy, that unspeakable, that heavenly joy that only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you have that joy? Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the message. I hope you understood it. And I hope that you know the love of Jesus. I hope you know how much Jesus loved you. And I hope that you're abiding in Jesus. Have a great Valentine's Day. Talk to you next week.